You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at... Galadia Country Club today sat with good friend and head pro Garrett Deal. This is going to be another one of our Oklahoma golf episode segments. Uh, We haven't played golf for a very long time. No, we have not. I was just thinking that. We haven't played golf for a really long time. Probably four or five years. The last time we played, you beat me. We played 5-5-5 and I got my ass handed to me at Oklahoma City. (laughs) Yeah, that could be true. Yeah, but... um, (laughs) That was yeah, a long that was, time ago. That was a very long time ago. You're right. Um, strange times right now. Obviously, golf, country clubs are open. City golf courses are, you know, at the at the hands of mayors and city officials. And seems like Oklahoma City ones don't play golf, so the golf courses are closed <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, but they're opening soon, hopefully. But um, no, I just wanted to, you know, we've been trying to do this for a while, and, and wanted to get together and hang out and share some golf stories and. You know, we, we obviously know each other through golf and, and when I started working at part time at Oklahoma City, you know, you're assistant there and then we're given basically hold of all the outside staff, right? So we can yeah. my boss. Um but yeah, I guess now, you know, you've gone from there to, to Belmar and then now now got the head of the chair of Gladia, right? Yeah. No, it's uh it's been quite a journey over the last five or six years. Um, I was at Oklahoma City for almost seven, kind of on and off, working yeah. at all departments, bagroom, golf shop, and then an assistant, and went down to Belmar for three years as a head pro, and then made my way back up this way. Yeah. Um, I've and been here almost a year, so we thought this would be the first full year that we could kind of put our own schedule together and yeah. get ahead of everything, and then it hasn't quite turned into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. got, we got thrown a curveball here early in the season but we're getting through it right because it um, was right out golf season was about to kick off Even yeah Monday, right at Monday events coming in all end, the rest of, end of march you know that's right when everything's about to get really yeah. fired up and it's when everything just kind of got put back for a few months it looks like yeah um but i guess we could go back to um you know just where it starts where's golf start for you um born and raised in enid yeah so i'm born and raised just south of enid oklahoma so the northwest part of the state uh i went to a really small school out there pioneer high school graduated with 30 kids Uh i mean the the school literally sits in the middle of nowhere there's not a town um you just pull up and there it is it's just out in the country yeah Uh, and you pull some kids from enid and then all the surrounding rural area there uh but you know, spent a lot of my time in Enid. Probably started playing golf when I was 12 or 13. Meadow Lake Golf Course, mm-hmm. a nice little public course there. Uh, and then in high school, I started working at Oakwood Country Club. It's a really nice Perry Maxwell design. Um, a little bit of a hidden gem. It's like mm. the best one up there, right? It, it's really good, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's definitely one of the best up in that area. And really, if you go up there, if you get a chance to go up there sometime, it's just an overall really good track. Yeah. Um, but I worked there in high school and that's where I kind of developed my interest for the business. Uh, didn't really know how to pursue it from that point. Um, the options were a little bit different than what they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I went to Oklahoma state for two years just as a student, um, had a blast up, up there. Yeah. Um, 
And then after two years, I wanted to kind of pursue this golf business. Sure. Uh, and that's when UCO had their golf management program. So credited by the PGA when you graduate. You get a job, you're a PGA member, you do all your course, you do all your PGA work, education, as you're doing your, your business management degree. Right. So it's a great deal if, if that's what you want to do. So that's when I moved back down here to Edmond and lived in Edmond starting in 2009 and mm-hmm. started working in Oklahoma City and was just working in the bag room there and was in the bag room for about a year and they started help, having me help in the shop. You know, they needed somebody to come in and just few hours here or there uh, this is what I wanted to do career wise so it was right. a good opportunity for me to learn another part of the business and then I would go do an internship and I did that for my first three years at school so I'd work at Oklahoma City in the school time going on an internship in the summer come yeah. back so it was a good opportunity to learn different operations from some really good club pros across the United States. I was yeah. in uh, Colorado once, Wichita once, um, and then here in Oklahoma for the other ones. So yeah. it was it was great. And then once I graduated, I came on in Oklahoma City as an assistant. So it just kind of worked out. But that's right. where um, starting in 09 and then leaving in about 2016, you're there for almost seven years, mm. just kind of doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so that's where I really started to learn the business was definitely in Oklahoma City in combination with my internships. And that's what people on the outside don't really understand. Like if you're a golfer, you understand what a head pro does or an assistant pro does. But from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, you're, you're a golfer, you're a head professional, you just must play golf all day. It's right. Far, it's far from that. No, it is, it <laughs> don't is far any from golf. that. <laughs> Especially <laughs> right now, there's yeah. hardly any time for it, but I'm, I'm getting in nine holes walking every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot more going on than just playing golf. Right. Uh, and especially the facilities that I've been at and the, the operations we try to run, mm-hmm. like we're, we're trying to be ahead of everybody. Um, and everybody wants to be the front runner and how things are done and stick out from the other clubs. I mean, right. that's, that's our goal. We're, we're competitors. We're also friends. Uh, we all share ideas with each other. And that's one thing that's great about the golf community is even though the club down the street is technically a competitor, we're, yeah. we're still really close and it's kind of a brethren, you know, sharing yeah. ideas, helping each other out, what we can do to make each other's operations better. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from an operation standpoint, uh, you're managing high school to college age kids that mm-hmm. may not be interested in this business. Uh, so you've got to, yeah, you've got to be able to get a summer job. Exactly. You've got to be able to convince them why it's important what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and that, that can be a challenge sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you go, I mean, you got, you're essentially a full retail business with absolutely a athletic facility. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, so we're, you know, we're, we're managing a golf shop that's bringing in a large quantity of merchandise in yeah. and out, um, especially here. We do really well. It's it's very fortunate for us that we can do those things. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that in combination with, again, those outside guys and then golf tournaments. I mean, the, yeah. the behind-the-scenes work isn't isn't necessarily what we do the day of the day of is actually probably the the easiest thing yeah Um, when you get to a large member guest um, it's all the prep work leading up weeks and weeks ahead and then the week of a lot of people are like well you guys must be dying it's like actually this 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 is kind of the easy part you know we're here we're well prepared we're we're gonna make this an enjoyable experience and it's just kind of getting 
through it at that point. Um, the prep work behind the scenes, there can be quite a bit depending on the event. Yeah. And I know we spoke previously, just before we started recording, you were talking about right now with what's going on and, and the issue with golf carts and, and one person per golf cart. And, you know, you have a golf tournament coming up soon and, and you need more golf carts. Like what is going to happen? Everything's day by day at the moment, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, we don't really know. Yeah. Um, Social distancing, that'll be the key. And we'll do that as long as they're asking us to. Um, what we're doing, I feel pretty confident in that is very safe. It's sanitized, yeah. uh, especially if you're coming out and walking. Like I walked nine holes last night and I didn't get even close to six feet from another person. Um, never touch a flagstick, never touch a rake. Like that's about as safe as it can get yeah. in my yeah. eyes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so when we get to those golf tournaments, that'll be what will be interesting and it'll present a new challenge. Um, we'll do what we can yeah. and we'll take every, every guideline they give us and, and work within those. And, yeah. uh, but if it's more golf carts, you got more golf carts. Right. Um, back to growing up around golf, like I'm not growing up around, you know, starting 12 and 13 is quite a late start. Yeah. Right. No, I, I played a lot of other sports. Um, honestly, in high school, golf was kind of my third sport. Yeah. Uh, and I, at going to a small school, what you'll see at a lot of those small schools is you you play just about everything that you can. Right. So you're you're playing a fall, spring, and uh, winter sport. Yeah. So I played football, basketball, and golf. And really, by the time I got to golf, that was just a spring sport I decided to play because I picked it up when I was about 12 or 13. So growing up, I played a lot of basketball. Um, I was more of a baseball player um, when I was younger. That's really where I started, and then football. And then I had a good friend um, that was in my youth group that kind of got me starting to play golf. Mm -hmm. And I'd go play with him and his dad and their buddies. So it was a, actually, it was a great experience because, you know, we'd go out to Meadow Lake and we'd always walk. So you've got two, I don't know, 16, 14, yeah. somewhere around there is how old we were. Um, and we're playing with, you know, two or three other guys that are 50 or above. And, right. you know, they're just giving it to us left and right. And yeah, we had, so we had the cla- classic 70 year old man that didn't hit it 150 yards off the tee, but would hit it right down the middle, yeah. hit it 20 yards short of the green and get up and down 75% of the time. Yeah. And you're just shocked. Like, well, what's going on? Like, <laughs> how is this happening? Yeah. Uh, but it was great um, learning with those guys and those guys kind of heckling you a little bit. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it was a late start. And then when we got in high school, you had to, you had to pick between golf and baseball. I couldn't play both. Okay. And that's when I was like, I think I want to do golf. And that's what I did, but I didn't really play any, you know, the summers were dedicated to my other two sports. I played a lot of basketball and then, um, you know, football spring training training, leading up to it. So when I got in summers, I didn't play any of the, the OJGTs or, you know, the summer golf tournaments. I might play in one within Enid, the city tournament there. I think is I played in that once or twice, but you know, my focus wasn't there as a, player right um i really enjoyed it i'm competitive i want to compete but um i didn't know much about it honestly Uh, nobody in my family played golf um and it's it's a little bit different when you come from a family that nobody played golf and you don't know anything about it uh so when i got in the business that's what i really enjoyed it wasn't it wasn't for me. I just really, I mean, I enjoyed playing golf, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not what drew me to the business. It was actually 
the business in itself. Okay. Um, so that's why I, I like what I do and yeah. enjoy doing what I do. And then you, do you, so do you put the clubs down when you went to OSU? Or do you still yeah, kind of play you know, as a hobby? I like, just, I'd go to Lakeside, the public yeah. course up there with some buddies and play a little bit, but it was, yeah, it was more hobby related. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't competitive by any means. I wasn't playing in any golf tournaments. It was just, hey, let's go play yeah. nine holes or 18 holes. Okay, I'm in. So with obviously the you know the UCO program that they have coming in, was that like the deciding factor? I mean, what led to just randomly kind of like, oh no, I'm I'm going to do this now. So whenever in the spring of my sophomore year at OSU, when I decided I, I think this is what I wanted to pursue, that's when I started to research it a little more. Okay. Um, and when I graduated high school, um, the pro I worked for there, Tim Mendenhall, he he kind of told me about it but it was more of an apprenticeship and i wanted sure. to go to college first sure. um so when i got into college and i made this decision i want to do this that's when i started to learn about the pgm university and my girlfriend at the time now wife Lindsay, her mother so my mother-in-law worked at uco okay. and when i was talking about this she says well uco's got this yeah golf program and i was like oh really so that's when I started to look at UCO and mm. what they were doing and it just made sense. It's like, if I want to do this, I might as well go to school and do it while I'm going to school yeah. instead of graduate with a business degree and then spend another two to three years as an apprentice doing the let's, same stuff. Let's just do it all at the same time. And, yeah. um, I'm, I'm happy with that decision. I think it, it made a big difference being able to, the internships were extremely important. Yeah. Um, and working while I was at school. I mean, I, I essentially was an on, on an internship for four and a half years. Right. So that helped me learn quite a bit. Yeah. And then, you, yeah. so you go to Oklahoma City, and what year was you at Oklahoma City? Early 2000? 2009. 2009. The fall okay. of 2009. So that 2009, 2010 yeah. school year would have been the first year I was at Oklahoma was City. Was it quite a big like accomplishment to get into there? At the time? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean... Because people see the Oklahoma City as like, you know, yeah, oh, it's Oklahoma City. It, like. But it was a backroom job, really. Right. I mean, it was outside staff, so they were just looking for help. So gotcha. when I came to Edmond, I actually reached out to my uh, director and said, hey, I, I'm i looking for a job. Yeah. Um, are any... And since I'm getting in this program, I was like, are any of the clubs right. around there? And that's when he kind of steered me to Oklahoma City. He goes, yeah, they're, they're looking for some bagroom guys, some outside yeah. staff. And I was like, okay, I'm in. I uh, went up there and met with the guys there. and was Tim, Tim was there at that He point. was. Yeah. Um, Aaron Christopetis, who I, I remember, that's who I interviewed with yeah. or came and talked to in the first place. Um, he was running the outside staff there at the time. And, mm. um, I mean, I was just looking for a job. I knew I, knew I needed to start learning because – a lot of people don't see that as a good job if you're getting in the golf business. Well, it's probably one of the most important things. Yeah. Uh, it's truly understanding how that outside operation and service operation should run. Yeah. So being able to be a part of that and then use that for my future. Well, and also now, huge. like being in the position you're in now and like the people that you work for you now, knowing that you've done this before, like you understand oh, yeah. and you're, you know, they respect you a lot more than somebody coming in that's, you know, never even sniffed working in a car. Yeah, right? I would hope so. I mean, we still kind of, um, with our guys here, we're out there with them. So yeah. we, 
that makes a huge difference. We're still visible. Yeah, we, we try it. to we try to make sure that you know when they need help, we're there to help them. Yeah. Um, I'm not scared to wash carts or clean cubs or whatever needs to be done. That's, yeah. we pull together as a team because there's there's times when you're going to get overwhelmed and um, you need to be able to help each other out. Yeah, there's there was times when I worked at Oklahoma City, there was like. You know, you, you'd, you'd be slammed and you'd, someone would come over the radio and you're like, oh, you know, Tim would come over the radio where it's snowing at the mini range or something like that, right? And you're like, well, there's four assistants sat in the shop doing nothing right now and it's 100 degrees outside. How about one of you go do it? You're never going to say that, work, that. How'd that work? Yeah, out, you're yeah. never going to say that, are you? But like those were the, you know, if, right. it makes a, it goes a long way for someone, you know, with the boys just working at the car barn. If one of the assistants like, no, I, I, I got you. I'll yeah. help you out a little bit. Um uh, you know, because yeah, it's plenty of stories about that too. I'm sure we have a lot of a lot of stories about some of the guys who I worked with at Oklahoma City, and you know, some of the guys that, that Travis probably hired, not ones that you hired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll leave that one for sure because there's there's too many stories, and statute of limitations is probably not up on that yet. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you go there, and and I mean, what a place to be, right? Like yeah, even just from me working there, like the connections you make. Like I've the person I work for now is with someone that's a member there, um, you know, and just I got a couple of jobs before that from it, uh, and you know, just little things like that. And I mean, you get to play on a quality golf course, right. practice, and and you get another great perk is tickets right Right. how many times do you come in on a Sunday morning and someone's like you know Saturday morning yeah. someone's like I you don't want to go know. to the game tonight yeah, do you, you want front know. row tickets to the OU game or OSU <laughs> game or Thunder games yeah sure always so. some good perks that's for sure no I mean that's it's a great place uh, a lot of history there um, like you said and I mean that's the thing we preach or I try to preach to my guys all the time I go whether you're in this or not like yeah. you know everybody's watching what you're doing um, so if you stand out, you, you never know what opportunities that could lead to. Yeah. Um, I know you may not want to be a, a bagroom guy forever. So, uh, that's what, that's the thing we try to sell to these guys is, Hey, that's, there's a lot of opportunities here, mm-hmm. um, for you to move on with your career, whatever it may be. Yeah. So always be on point and always be there to help somebody and yeah. do whatever you can. Um, to that point, do you have any stories that you can tell about being in the back room? Probably leaving out oh, some names. Because <laughs> I mean, I, we, we did a podcast. I did a podcast with with uh, a couple, uh, with Blake a couple of weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago now, talking about some of our favorite back room stories because he worked there too, um, you know, and it, some other funny ones. But I'm sure there was some from the early, you know, from, from your time when you were there. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think back to those days. I think what's funny is just the way I look at it. Maybe when I was in the back room at like Oakwood, um, helping out there compared to what I do now. And it's like, man, some of the stuff I did in high school. And that's where I, I have a little bit of leniency and understanding with some of these kids. It's like, well, when I was in high school, I remember doing this when I was in the back room and I would have ripped myself for doing this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you look at it so much differently. Uh, Oh yeah. We had, like, what do we get away with? There is a, the corner of the building that the club there, the chipping green is behind kind of the building. And it's, it's like a story now. And like one, one story building going down, like down a little hill. And then the bag room or cart barns underneath and the bag rooms on top next to the golf shop. And you can, you can toss a golf ball over the corner of the building and it, it bounced on the cart path and end up near the chipping green. And I remember at the end of the nights, we'd always have competitions just 
tossing that golf ball over the corner of the building. I mean, it's 50 or 60 yards, but with the cart path, you right. get the bounce and whoever gets closer to the pin wins. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if I would have saw myself doing that. Oh yeah. As a club Just pro, like, I would have been like, what are you doing? Uh, but bro, there's a lot of fun, fun things like that. Yeah. that you did growing up that you're probably not going to do anymore. And in Oklahoma City, the hit it was a hitting bay upstairs, right? There was, was yeah. Was that uh, way there when you were working? It there? was a, um, you know, it's changed so many times that upstairs area. Uh, now with their new learning center or performance center, it's yeah, it's really nice. Uh, yeah, there was a hitting area up there. We didn't, I didn't get to use it that much in the winter. A little bit, we'd use it. Um, just try to stay loose throughout the winter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, a, I mean, using about as much space as you possibly can, mm-hmm. um, useful space. I mean, they were pretty good about that, being able to convert it. And now I think it's just, it's just, bag space. Just bag storage, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. they have so many. But yeah, good times for sure. It's it's funny when you speak to people who've worked in a bag room, like some of the, and especially people who've worked for Tim as well. Because people, <laughs> if they meet Tim, they're like, you know, the first time they think, He's probably just a he's is he a hard ass like yeah but if you get him he is but if you get him outside right. of it you know like that one time I think we, we were at an OSU at his tailgate that he oh yeah ha- you know and mm-hmm. I, I was we were at an OSU game and at Tim's the golf tailgate at OSU and you know we were both there and and I see Tim and he comes up to me and I'm opening the next day and he turns to me and he's like you know you see that cooler over there? And I'm thinking, oh, it needs ice, you know? Like, it, just, <laughs> it needs ice. You know, just like something, something like that. And he said something completely different, and I had very, very sore head the next day coming into work. But, yeah, like, you know, it's, yeah, I, I had a great time working for him, and I think a Absolutely. lot of other people do. Like, he was, you know, he, he's very good at what he does, and I think outside of a lot of the pros, you know, he does both things, right? He, he does, not only, like, manages his shop and mm-hmm. does very well, but, like, he's a standout player, too. Absolutely. Which is... You know, as you, as far as as you know, that's not an easy thing yeah. to do when you have an extremely busy schedule. Yeah, Tim my, doesn't have a busy schedule now, <laughs> but he used to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all our schedule is busy now, just not the same kind of busy. Right. Um, but yeah, working for him was about as good as it could be. Yeah. It's one of those things where you you've got to have the right mentality. Like I've always been somebody that. You know, somebody pushing you and asking you to do more, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily them, them barking on you. It's it's to help you out down the road. Um, yeah. And that could be coaching from high school sports up until mm-hmm. a boss at some point in your life. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always view it as those people trying to make you better in one way or the other. And there's no question my experience there is a large part of where I am today and what I've done in my career and what I've learned and what I implement at my um, operations now. Yeah. So, no, I'm very thankful for him and his operation and what I did at Oklahoma yeah. City. Well, I remember, you know, when, when you took over from when Travis left and you took over for the outside staff, like there were so many little things that, that, that you're like, okay, I want to put this in place because they may seem pointless right now. You know, like having someone in, in the parking lot to check people in, like on right. the radio, who's here, like all these little things. But they all add up, and they, I mean, we knew pretty much everyone who was coming in, right? Their bag was, bag was ready, and, like, right. you know, it was. No, it makes a huge difference to the members. There's too. a reason for everything. Everybody may not see that reason immediately, yeah. um, but when you start doing something else, and kind of like you mentioned, you know, just calling people in when they're there um, so everybody knows they're on property, yeah. like, 
when you're inside in the golf shop, you may not see that person walk up. Mm-hmm. So it makes a huge difference. And I can't tell you how many times at other places I've been where I'm trying to implement that and it takes a while. And, you know, I get, I get a guy that's doing really well outside and I'm like, Hey, we need some help in the shop for a couple hours here and there. And they're in the shop yeah. and they spend a day or two doing that. And somebody's not letting them know who's, who's coming and, and what they're realize. doing. And they're like, well, now I know why you want us to do that. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's to make this whole thing run a little smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, little things along the way. I mean, that's, what's going to separate you from somebody else right. is the little things you do and uh, make that experiment experience just a little bit better. Yeah. And so you had a great time in Oklahoma city and, and, you know, awesome members had great events, great, great trips too right there's masters trips you guys go on yeah uh yeah 2015 i went to the masters uh it was a fantastic experience took some members i was there a monday through a thursday and and a a real funny story about that is i technically missed my flight coming home on thursday (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm sitting here had a great time during the practice rounds and i go out early on thursday and to decide I'm going to put my chair right behind 12 tee box. Okay. And uh, there's two boxes on 12. There's kind of this upper tier and this right. lower one. And they just kind of left and right. And I get up there and there's already about three rows. And the the assistant or the marshal there is like, hey, they want the first row to be full of chairs. And there's mm-hmm. me and three other guys. And if at the masters in the large seating areas, they have it actually painted off where they want the aisles. It's, it's marked. Okay. So everybody knows, don't put your chairs there. So in these aisle spots at the very front, they want that to be full. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'll go with, you know, you two. And yeah, so we got front row and I'm here in between the two tee boxes. And the great part there is you put your chair down and I'm on 12, so 13 off about eight. Nobody's gonna get over there till close to 10. So I go walk around the golf course, watching more golf, and then come back and I can just get in my chair. Um, yeah. Nobody's gonna take it. If somebody's in it, they'll get up if it's yours. And so it's fantastic. And I'm just gonna watch every group come through. And I, and I see every group. And the last group comes through, and I'm, I'm walking because you can't run as fast yeah. as I can to the car. <laughs> And uh, and just hauling it back to Atlanta because I got I'm flying out of Atlanta and trying to figure out what terminal you need to go into Atlanta is a little difficult. Yeah, and I yeah because I'm not massive. there in time. Right. Basically, I get there about 45 minutes before my flight, and they're like, "You got to be here an hour before to get your bags on." Yeah. And so I ended up, you know, using some points and getting a flight a little later okay. coming home. But I mean, I missed my original flight because I yeah, I didn't miss a, a group. Spot. I'm in Augusta National. I can't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to miss my last group coming through. Yeah. Um, Who stood out to you when they came through? uh, Actually, I I think the one that was the funniest is Justin Rose. Because I'm sitting where I'm sitting. I'm actually right behind the caddies. So actually my visual of them hitting the ball ball wasn't very good. Uh, But I could see the ball in the air and where it landed up on the green. So by the end of the day, I could basically tell you by ball flight and where it was halfway there if it's going in the water or hitting the green yeah um but justin rose you know he hits a pretty good shot that came back to the center of the green and he just turns around to the crowd and just does this huge exhale and you know everybody just starts laughing and you know he's yeah. he's, he's was that kind of a funny guy that for that no. that was the year spief one oh, kind of okay, ran yeah. away with it okay. um but i'm there on thursday you didn't know that um yeah. 
like normal. I think I think Charlie Hoffman was hot out of the oh, gate. Standard. I mean, yeah, six under on like the first day, yeah. and he, you know, Spieth came back and just kind of right pulled away from the field that year. Uh, but yeah, it was it was Great fantastic experience. experience. Yeah, uh, and then you know, I've been to a couple other places. Uh, we did a trip to Abandoned Dunes, which was awesome. Um, that's got to be the ultimate buddy trip. Uh, not even played yeah. around a round of golf there on our first night, and I'm like, I'd I'd come back here with a group of friends. Yeah, because uh, it's way out there, isn't it? It's, it's a nightmare to get it's to. It's a nightmare to get to. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if if you're gonna go, you ought to just go ahead and spend the extra money and go during the peak season because there is a direct flight to an airport that's about 40 minutes away. Okay. Because we flew to Eugene, and that was still a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. And so we spent. I think it was close to 10 to 12 hours traveling. It's a full day again. To get there. there. Yeah. And then almost the same thing coming back. Yeah. Um, but the resort itself, and now with the fifth course, like it's a it's a great destination to go to. I think they have a USGA event there this year. Maybe the four balls there this year? Could. I don't, I I don't think, know. I think the four balls there this year. Maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, right? When yeah, absolutely. In the middle of nowhere, you get... You don't even need a car while yeah. you're there. So we had shuttle buses leave us, you know, just drop us off. And they oh, have okay. their own little shuttle system that you just call and say, hey, I'm at um, this hotel yeah. or this lodge and I want to go to Bandon Trails. Yeah. And they pick you up within five minutes and go drop you off. So it, it's it's really good. Yeah. You know, they got five or six restaurants there. Um, for guys that love golf, I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. a, it's a place to go. Do you have a fa- favorite course from there? Uh, yeah, I would say Pacific Dunes was my favorite. Um, it's you. a little bit of mix of almost everything there. Okay. And that's what I liked about it. Uh, Bannon Dunes was good. Um, and Bannon Trails was nice, too. But Pacific Dunes almost gives you a mix of the three. Yeah. Uh, and I, that, that was my favorite. And I think nice. that's one that's consistently ranked the highest. Uh, but it was it was really good. Yeah. And we had good weather. I think we only played one day where it got kind of misty for about five or six holes. Um, Which we adds to everything there, right? Yeah, no, like, it's the great. Whole scene. It's yeah. part of it, right? And yeah. when you're playing, I think we played, the first day we played 18, the second day we played 18, and then played the par three course. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, that was a fun deal, playing in a group of eight and just... Yeah. Um, a lot of smack talking. Pulling around, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a blast. And then... 36 another day mm-hmm. and then 18 or 36 the last day yeah. so caddies I mean, the whole time caddies the whole time and it's it's really neat if you get a good caddy uh you're having you have the same guy every day oh that's great so they that. set that's it up to idea. where like my first day I, I meet my caddy and and we had a great time so every by the end of the week you know you've spent for me, it was four to six rounds. You really get to know this guy. Yeah, really get to know him. And he kind of understands your game a little bit. So uh, that makes it a whole new experience. Um, Being able to have that guy there for the whole time is awesome. Yeah. That's one thing that I, you know, I played golf tournaments and then you've been down at places and you know, you spend three days at a golf tournament, golf course for a golf tournament and you have three different caddies. It drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, because you have one guy who's just awesome. You're like, I want to stick right. with this guy for the rest of the week. And then the next guy just doesn't shut up. Right. <laughs> I don't care There's what you want to There's a fine line and what yeah. you're looking for and right. the experience you're looking yeah. for. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah. That was a great experience. And so no. you kind of have the opportunity, you know, you leave Oklahoma City to go and work for Toby and Belmar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Before I came to here to Glardia, I spent almost three years at Belmar Golf Club. Yeah. 
and that's kind of the more Norman area. Um, Such a gem. I didn't realize it's until a I played great it how course. good it is. Um, Every time I played it, it's been good. Conditions are just yeah. as good as anybody oh, sure. else around town. Um, and it's just a different experience. It actually kind of remind me a little more of home. Um, yeah. It's a little more laid back, laid back very easy going. Um, it's kind of a good old boys club. It's whole opposite of the, sca- the spectrum to, uh, yeah. to Oklahoma City, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, both really good places, just different in their own right. Right. I mean, I couldn't be happier with the path that I've had so far. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Belmar was a blast. A lot yeah. of good members down there that I got to know and... Um, and then working for Toby and Trish was fantastic. They were great. Um, they give you a lot of crap for being an OSU fan. Yeah, he probably didn't enjoy that as much. <laughs> you know, when I played with him and I've got orange <laughs> on my grips and you know a towel and just uh, he's probably can't believe what he did. Right, hiring me in the first place, like. Mm. He may not have done it. Uh, <laughs> no. He lo- loves his golf, right? Uh, he's a big golfer. Yeah. yeah. Loves playing golf. Golfs when he can. Um, you know, you see him at the AT&T Pro-Am every right. year. Uh, yeah, he, he really enjoys it. And yeah. And they have a blast doing it. I played his uh, his tournament, was it last year? Yeah, it was. I played it last year. And that was unbelievable. It was crazy. I mean, with yeah. bad weather, I played in the morning and it was good, but the storm came in and they still got everyone out. But... I mean, just the amount of people there, and then it's one of the best know. little um, fundraisers around, honestly. Yeah. Um, so that that event is a great cause too. Yeah, uh, for the, the kids. Okay, Kids Corral. And it's in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. um, in downtown, and they take care of a lot of kids that are in some big need, and the families get to stay there and don't pay it. Um, so it's great you go in there and they're close to where they can go get treatment for their cancer and then be able to come back and feel comfortable and then also have their parents with them Mm -hmm. Um, and then they've I mean what they've done there is amazing Um, so his event and then Trisha's event in the fall they they raise money for that is that the one where they all like bedazzle all the golf carts and like or is that a different uh, one no that's a different one Um, the one in the fall is actually the collegiate event Um, but they do they do a pro-am or a college am with it to where you get to play um, with some of the participants sure Um, the teams divide up but yeah, both of them are fantastic. Yeah, um, that, but also going to a great cause. I yeah, mean, it's it's a, when, what they're doing there is fantastic. Were you kind of surprised to get the call to come here? Was it like, oh, you didn't think that like because uh, Ryan Ryan obviously did a great job here. Yeah, I don't know if I was op- opportunity couldn't turn down. Right? right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna say no to go to Southern Hills. Um, I don't know if I was surprised. Um, it's it's good to get that call and somebody yeah. say, Hey, would you be interested in yeah. coming up I, here I and interviewing for this? Surprise be the wrong word for um, it. I mean, like when you're at Belmont, soon, did maybe? you think that? Yeah. At, at, at some point, maybe, yeah, uh, that's what I meant to say, you know, I, I was really happy at Belmar, right. um, but this provided me a different opportunity, um, for me and my family. It got me a little closer to my folks, uh-huh. um, with two boys. It gets, you know, we're, we're less than an hour from door to door now where we were an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so it just, it was a little bit of a different opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, both places are great. Uh, one, it's like a perfect mix of both, right? This place is. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's got a good group of people here. Um, and we're trying to build some, some new things here for those people. And, yeah. um, yeah, it, coming up here was just, it was nice to kind of get a little closer to home. And then, like I said, my wife's family all is 
basically in Edmond too. Right. So with a new it's baby still, coming on the way, almost, yeah. Like and at the time, I think right Maverick. Oh, he would probably been not even a year old. Yeah. Maybe he was a year. Yeah, he was about a year when we moved back up here. So with two little ones, mm. um, having the family close is very helpful. It was a huge plus. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's very nice being able to count on them if, yeah. if, if we could go has on a date been, night or something like that. Has it been different for, like, you've kind of been, you know, you've Oklahoma City's like, you know, country club, mm-hmm. very, like, traditional country club, I guess, in the American sense. Belmar's like good old boys. Like you have one person that runs the show pretty much. And then you come here, which is corporate owns this place is? Yes. What, what's the whole, like, is there anything that's really oh, different? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a, well, this is definitely a lot different than what I did at Belmar, just because we have a little bit bigger property and, and more things going on. Yeah. You know, like you said, at Belmar, um, it was a golf club. Yeah. Um, there's a pool there for the members if they want to use it in the summer, but we don't have, they didn't have tennis facilities. Gotcha. You know, you don't have a fitness facility. You don't have all these different department heads right. working together as a team. To, um, like at Oklahoma City as uh, well. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you come here and, you know, there's so much more going on all over the place. And then it's a little bit bigger scale as well. Mm-hmm. So you're, you've got more people, um, you've got more staff, uh, more events, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a little bit different going from Belmar to here, much more similar here to what we did at Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just from a corporate standpoint, it's just, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, you have, you're, you're a part of a group that can be good and bad. I mean, there's, there are benefits to both. Um, all the different operations. Mm-hmm. You can learn from all of them. Yeah, it's, um, I think, three good things. This golf course, I think, the other two are kind of short and tight, right? And then you come here, and this one's like, okay, hit it wherever you want off the tee, pretty much. Right. And then you've, but then the greens are massive. <laughs> yeah. Don't miss it on this side of the green. <laughs> right. Like, pins right on, you know, seven or whatever. Don't miss it left. Yeah, I would say. Which is a miserable pin. Yeah, from a anyway. course setup and just the way those golf courses are played, Belmar was pretty short but tight yeah so like you said i mean if you if you had a big miss you may not find the golf yeah, ball when the run the rough was up it, it's lost yeah so that's where your um your penalties are going to come from or where you're, right. you're going to make your mistakes uh but what was nice about there is if you hit the fairway and you kept it in play you had an opportunity to shoot a good score yeah uh, in oklahoma city is probably a little bit of the same way their green complexes are a little more severe i mean yeah with Perry Maxwell, I mean, it's just classic. It's you get on the green and the subtle breaks here and there, it, it makes a huge difference. Right. And then here is kind of a little bit of a mix of both, I guess. Uh, you're dependent on the wind a little bit. Uh, we have we're able to lengthen. We're much yeah, there's so longer many boxes from here. the back tees than either one of those golf courses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it a little more difficult. And then in the summer, was when the rough gets up, now yeah. it's more difficult to hit the green or hit the part of the green you need to. And like you said, right. um, then it makes the putting a little tougher. Yeah. Do you ever have a tournament out here where you tip it out? Uh, yeah, we did. What Last it, year, we had out? the U.S. Open qualifier. It's, it's uh, just I mean, over 7,100. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's some long holes. And if, right, like, like 10, last... 10 is ridiculously long. 10 can be really long. Yeah. yeah. If you go really back there, I mean, that's all you want as a yeah. par four. Uh, but we did the U.S. Open qualifier last year. We host a collegiate event in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on the weather, it, it can be a tough test. Yeah. I've played out here in a college event, and it was windy. 
and it was horrific. Right. <laughs> it was miserable. If you know, it's you're cold and windy and... I'm trying to think, what's the path three on the... First path three on the back. Uh, four. Well, on the back. Uh, oh, uh, was it? 13. Four, 13. You're standing on 13. You're usually like, oh, it's like an eight and nine iron. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like bunt you know like hit a four iron but also yeah. like hit it across the floor yeah, you, when it gets cold typically you've got the north wind yeah and i think when it's blowing when it's 16 really hard out of the north oh, the golf yeah. course is really tough yeah uh that's what it was for that u.s open qualifier last year and i man i think two under was a low score but over par got you qualified yeah maybe 73 somewhere yeah. around there got you in and then 74 was like a playoff right if i remember right but i mean it was we weren't mm. nobody was shooting 66 or something like that that day i mean yeah. it was brutal and one thing here you mentioned earlier too was like practice facilities are really good here yeah compared to all um, the other courses that you've been at really good um you know we've got our learning center which we use all the time yeah. with instruction track man technology do a lot of club fittings up there but we also have four covered bays that we have heaters in so in the winter yeah You've got a place to go and it's warm. It's enclosed. You know, the front's open, but everything around it is enclosed to block some wind. Um, But up there, you also have a wedge range. um, So you can go down there and just really grind on those wedges. And then chipping in a putting green green up there. So a lot of our really big practicers will go up. The guys that are really working on some stuff, they'll go up there and they can hit everything just all within this little yeah. circle um and then we've also got you know our big putting green by the clubhouse and yeah a large teen space by the shop mm-hmm. um and then another chipping and putting green so right. we've got all all the areas you want if you really want to come out and practice and we do we have a lot of people practice um, this yeah. is definitely um the most busy practice facilities i've i've had of any okay. facility i've been at that the most people me, that yeah. come out and practice um we get them all the time in the afternoons and on you know Sunday afternoon and yeah just on a normal basis not necessarily now now right. now it stays pretty steady just because people want to get out for thirty minutes or an hour to mm-hmm. get some sun or whatever it may be yeah yeah awesome well I'll finish up with some like quick fire questions before we go um, favorite golf course of all time that you've played Ooh. that I've played is yeah. probably Prairie Dunes okay in, our, in uh, Kansas in Hutchinson, Hutchinson Kansas. Kansas yeah, yep. okay. yep. um, I think that I've played I, I really enjoyed that golf course from a design standpoint um, from just the day we had because yeah. I mean that that's was part that, of it too that right? the day that you jumped on the jet and just you're up there in 30 minutes yeah, yeah I heard that story <laughs> That also helped. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a different Pull experience, too. Pull up to Wiley Post yeah. next to the plane that you're getting on. And uh, you're whenever you get to minutes. do that, it makes the trip a little yeah. enjoyable. But I think, you know, when you start talking about your favorite golf course, like, what was your favorite experience, too? Right. Yeah. Because that golf course isn't near as fun if it's blowing 40 and rainy. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the weather was perfect. The trip was fun. Yeah. I mean, we had a great time. Um, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. That I've played. Um, I've got to play some good ones, but I, I think that one's up there. Yeah. Do you have one on the list you haven't played yet that you want to go to? Oh, man, there's there's so many. Yeah. Probably, I mean, Pine Valley's probably up there. That one's really good. A lotion. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lotion's amazing. A lotion, I've heard it's fantastic. I haven't got a chance to get over there. Yeah. Oh, man, there's, there's hundreds on there, I'm sure. Right. But uh, yeah, Pine Valley probably tops it. Uh-huh. Um, it's like those types of golf courses. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's golfing happen. Um, do you have, have you been overseas yet? Have you to play? I haven't. No. Um, 
Is there a trip that's, in the woods? That, in, at some point, yes. Uh, we're definitely going to go over there. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been over there, but I definitely want to. Uh-huh. Uh, I know like our Bandon Dunes experience is similar to some of the sure. things you're going to see over there. And uh, we had a blast doing that. So yeah, um, we've got some guys that would definitely go over there and do it. And I'm finished with this one. Who's your golfing hero? Hero. Man. Was there someone you looked up to growing up? You know, not really. No? Because I didn't play that much. Right. I wasn't that, I wouldn't say a super competitive it, it, golfer. Is there a golfing business hero that you have then? Oh, man, there's a bunch. Uh, or someone that you just really look up to? You know, Tim is one yeah. of them for sure. Um, I worked for him quite a bit. Cosby, I worked for Kerry at Wichita Country Club. So those are two guys that yeah. um, I definitely look to when I'm looking for Mentor, stuff like that. Mentor, uh, different operations that they're doing. And yeah. then, like I said, I mean, just our brotherhood within the golf pro community is, it's great to lean on. Yeah. Um, I've got good friends all over that pick up a phone call and they're right there. And I can't right. tell you how much more that's been in place since all this has been going on. Um, mm-hmm. People just together. dropping it, just giving you a call to see how you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's fantastic to see like that's when you're when things aren't very good and you're getting calls from people just to check on you friends it's like you know there's some tough times in the golf pro community and this makes it nice you know what i mean it it really makes it to where you're like yeah this is why this is why i like this business this is a large part of it Mm -hmm. awesome definitely well mate really appreciate your time uh wish you all the best for the rest of the year hopefully you can get some golf played and some events going and yeah hopefully members will be happy to get back (laughs) riding golf carts together too yeah Uh, but yeah really appreciate your time guys thanks for listening and we will catch you next episode cheers thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.